This is your go-to podcast for the breaking news across the NFL. While breaking down how this might affect your fantasy team's success. Are you ready to be a champ? Then welcome to Fields of Fantasy. And welcome to the Fields of Fantasy podcast. We are back continuing our journey through the AFC South. Pestle and Tom from TH Fantasy Football with you this week. Are we ready for some more AFC South fun, Tom? Yeah, yeah, excited to get going. What's always good from a fantasy football point of view is trying to pick up those quarterbacks, and especially in Dynasty, before that breakout. And obviously the Texans put themselves in a position for what they hope to be a star quarterback. Shall we start there then with Mr. CJ Stroud? Yes. So what can we say about CJ? He's certainly not a pocket passer, but he does have some rushing ability. However, the likelihood of that translating to the NFL isn't particularly high. If he's going to score points, he's going to have to do it passing the ball. If we have a look at his college stats, so 27 games overall, 8,123 yards, 85 passing touchdowns, 12 interceptions, and just that one rushing touchdown to put in there. He joins the Texans team with a poor O-line, really only one star piece there. And I mean, we'll come on this later, but I would say struggling for a true wide receiver one. Personally, I'd avoid him late in drafts unless we're talking rookie drafts uh, and particularly super flex. Obviously, super flex is probably going to go top five, you know, a standard single QB league, probably top 10. Um, But I wouldn't be rushing out to draft CJ Stroud. No, uh, in a rookie draft, I would probably take a gamble. I think I'd probably go Stroud over Young, but there's nothing really to justify that. I just like the look of Stroud when we're doing our uh, pre-draft research on him. The thing I find most bizarre and worrying potentially for him getting the full 17 games is apparently Davis Mills is taking first team reps at training camp at the minute. Oh, really? I don't see for what point. Like, you've, what, what more has he got to prove? It's proven enough that you chose to draft him to be your franchise quarterback with the second pick. Don't invest in him. Give him all of those reps. Give him all of that time. Davis Mills saying it just, I don't know, it's a stupid thing to do, in my opinion. So, whereabouts is he going? Uh, 189. So around round 15, and that's quarterback 23, before Matthew Stafford, before Brock Purdy, before Kenny Pickett. I mean, Kenny Pickett was historically rubbish last year. But yeah, I'm probably not going to draft him in redraft whatsoever. I wouldn't mind to punt him in dynasty. He's a sort of quarterback. If someone does draft him, he may well be on waivers by the time he has a breakout, if that comes this year. Next up then, with the wide receivers, who's going to be catching those passes from Stroud? Uh, so I've gone, as my guess for wide receiver one, with Nico Collins. So he enters his third season with the team, uh, following finishes of wide receiver 77 and wide receiver 86. You know, And he was much touted when coming out, um, and lots took a punt on him. I think you took him in a couple of leagues, didn't you? Yep. Uh, but he never really worked out. Nope. <laughs> so last year 481 yards and two touchdowns he's got a current ATP of 167 um, you know he's likely to be the team's starting X receiver so should be in for a decent amount of work however this year they've had a lot more target competition in terms of Bobby Trees we've got a healthy John Mechie and Dalton Schultz um, I haven't taken him um, I do have some recency bias, I suppose, towards him for those poor seasons. I don't really see him going on to be this elite wide receiver one there, personally. No, neither do I. And I think this is quite a crowded room, isn't it? I mean, there's only there's one Texans wide receiver I'll target constantly. We'll come on to him shortly. But I just don't see that from Nico Collins. And rookie quarterback, a passing offence that hasn't clicked over the last few years as well. It's no surprise he wasn't great last year. 
David Smalls was rubbish. Yeah. Um, so that was never going to happen. But no, I can't imagine I'm going to be aiming for Nico. Where's he going, did you say? ADP of 167. Yeah, so very. you're not losing a great deal. Like, if you are going to take a gamble on a tax, one of them's got to be flex relevant, you'd hope, at least, wouldn't you? But yeah, not for me. Uh, so next we'll move on and we'll look at Bobby Trees. Now we're talking. So Robert Woods. Much love, Bobby Trees. Much disappointed. What a guy. Uh, and enters his 11th season in the NFL on his third team of the past three seasons. Uh, and, uh, you know, we like him. Why do we like him? Because he had three good seasons at the Rams. But his last decent finish was back in 2020, uh, where he finished his wide receiver 13. And last year, he achieved 527 yards uh, and zero touchdowns in a somewhat shaky Titans offense. Uh, current ADP of 219, aging wide receiver. I mean, for me, one to avoid. I don't know about you. We spoke about our biases on a couple of shows and Bobby Trees is someone, if I'm looking for, in my last couple of picks, especially in a best ball draft, um, especially when I'm not going to take a defence or a kicker towards the end of the draft as well, I roll the dice on Bobby Trees because why not? I'm probably going to drop whoever is in there anyway. If there's a bit of training camp buzz, a bit of pre-season hype coming for him, then I've got him there as well. And I just like him as a player. Um, I don't know why. He's been a steady player for me over the past. He's not done it recently. I will always try to get Bobby Trees. I respect for the man. I want to make sure he's in the job, at least in my fantasy world. I mean, an ADP of 219, he's basically free, isn't he? So Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, out of respect, I will always roster you, Mr. Trees. Uh, so we go to our third wide receiver. And really, this one is the mystery for me. And that's John Mechie. So Mechie missed his entire rookie season after being diagnosed with leukemia last offseason. Um, Mechie looks to feature as the team's slot receiver, according to early reports from camp. Uh, and if he can secure the position, perhaps he's in for a decent target share. You know, as we've said, rookie QB. And if we look at that rookie QB, Stroud, he leaned a lot on Jackson Smith and Jigba during his 2021 season when he was playing in the slot. Do you know who his other two wide receivers were? No. Nope. Uh, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. Oh, yes, of course. Yes. So he clearly a position he favours. Obviously, he's a bit of an unknown. Perhaps one to try and pick up in Dynasty. Redraft, you know, an ADP of 189. He's a gamble. I think he's got a potential of being the wide receiver one at the Texans. I'm not sure if the wide receiver one at the Texans is someone I want to roster in, in fantasy football rosters. Um, I do think he's going to be rostered more than the others, and especially in Dynasty, because of the story. And when we talk about all those other kind of non-statistical, non-footballing factors, he's gone through quite a journey and people will be empathetic of that and will roster him wanting, wanting the man to do well. The one thing I would say he could be a good bet for uh, is comeback player of the year. I imagine the odds are quite oh, short. Yeah, yeah. But I think just getting on the field yeah. um, is, is quite remarkable in itself, isn't it? Yeah, totally. Who are we moving on to next? Uh, we talk about our final player now, and we're going to the tight end. And actually, one who we've spoken about previously and could be a very, very key factor for the offense, that's Dalton Schultz. We've said there's no obvious true wide receiver one here. Could that position go to the tight end? We know rookie quarterbacks like tight ends. They're big, they're easy to see, they're close, they're easy for them to throw to. Schultz had an up and down last year, season last year. You know, we talked about him a few shows ago. Um, really, that was due to the injury. And once he was fully healthy, he was back to those, that 11.6 points per game average, which really, at a tight end, was an absolute delight. Um, he was the Cowboys tight end one every season as soon as he got the starting job there. And his ADP is going at 107, so around round eight. I think he could be quite a good pickup value here, as we said previously. Yeah, as far as late tight ends go, again, we've, we've said it numerous times, it is spoken about quite commonly. 
the rookie quarterback's best friend is his tight end, and Schultz has proven that he can be a useful player as well. I think certainly in that later tight end run is a player I could see myself pulling the trigger on if other targets uh, aren't available on the board. And we go to our first running back, Damian Pierce. So Pierce had some success last year, finishing as the RB28 in PPR, gaining 939 yards and four rushing touchdowns with another 30 receptions on top of that, 165 passing yards and one touchdown. The team took on Singletary, which obviously could figure to eat into his workload, um, which we'll come on to discuss him in a moment, and they don't have the best offensive line. He's currently going at ADP of around 50, so early round four. You know, we've talked about other players around that position. We've talked about Sanders, for example. I think if you miss out on Sanders, he's actually quite a good pickup at this point. Yeah, and the one thing I do disagree, I think actually the, the Texans O-line is, is quietly one of the more solid units. When you're looking at the end of last season, from weeks 3 to 13, I'll take a sample from the middle of the season, I know, but it was at RB13. Now, you can pick and choose stats wherever you like to find something that looks good, but where he's being drafted, that's not to be sniffed at. You're right, though, the addition of Singletree is going to be, is going to be concerned to his week-in, week-out value. I think he's a fringe RB2, though, so like you say, where he's going is, is worthy of picking, could probably hold value. So we'll just very quickly, obviously, go on to discuss Singletary. I don't think there's as much to say here. You know, he arrives on his second NFL team after spending his first four years in Buffalo. You know, his highest finish up to this point is RB20. Last year, he finished at RB23. Uh, 1,102 total rushing yards. Sorry, 1,102 total rushing and receiving yards and six touchdowns in there. I mean, he's got an ADP of 137. Pierce obviously had a little bit of injury troubles last year. Perhaps worth taking a punt on, and I think obviously for taking Pierce, you definitely need to try and get Singletary as a handcuff there. I think 100% in best ball, because I don't think you're able to choose yeah. wh- who is who. The one thing that does put me off getting Pierce or Singletary is that you are going to have to decide whose week it is, and I think that's not going to be a coin toss. It's going to be more likely going to be Damian Pierce, but Singletary will certainly have his weeks. I think it probably will see his stock rise if Pierce ended up missing time for any reason during the season as well. But yeah, a... I think it's a muddy fancy outlook, isn't it, for the Texans, really, across the board? Yeah, I mean, as with a lot of teams, it's that new QB, isn't it? With the new QB yep. coming in, that any mystery there, that totally ruins all your passing game. You'd expect them to lean on the running backs again here, so there may be a bit more work there. But again, you want passing work for the running backs, I think don't you? your safest bet to hold the value is Dalton Schultz yep. out of all of those players. Uh, and Stroud, who knows, we could be talking about in a very, very different light this time next year. That concludes our rundown of the second worst team in the whole of the NFL last year. Um, once again, that's why don't bother with Davis Mills. He made you the second worst team. I don't think anyone from Houston is listening to me or taking that on board. <laughs> that also continues our journey through the AFC South. We will be back next show to talk about the Falcons and hopefully less uncertainty around their tight end position than we have here. But it's not been that way the last couple of years, has it? No. We need a few days to deliberate on Mr. Kyle Pitts, Malcolm. For now, take us home. You have been listening to Pestle and Ed of TH Fantasy Football. For more content, follow TH underscore fantasy underscore NFL on Instagram and Twitter.